Cancer, Neoma Robert Moraski. Ano sa magagi sa gagi, we at sumustatago. The First Nations University of Canada. Yatatawaya ko niya nan. Nihiopigisquil, nakakskiftama, tapiskut, dana, lakota, nakota, soto. Iwas nihiopigun, creed, mitchip. Tatsumuya, nihiopigun, atsumuna, tamiskama, nihiopigun, pigisquilna, tapasitaya. Iwas pigisquilna, kaisika, tiguma. Nistamina, nihiopigun, atsumuna, tapitamatago, tanihiopigun. Iguaste te mitsipuyan. Siwagana, ni sika tinia ni pigiskwiwana. Anus ka agisigak, Mr. DeRocher, utiw sa sagitawa ka ng tuktawano. Kaya sa sikigin tuktawano o Jimmy DeRocher episode 1. Anus siko episode 2. Jimmy DeRocher, utaw sa sagitawa ka sa Saskatchewan. Ewa, sige ama at sumuhin. Kuhi ko yamu taman. Ewa, ewan mo kaya sa kspi. Kaya sisiwan mo. Nantutu, we were about maybe 12 years old, Xpituini and I'm my sister. Mwimi nagakinweski, because we had to go to school, Mwimstehi patahi nan school mina, eh? Xpi, so. But I remember my dad and uh, your dad, yeah, they used to get care of booman again, pahachagan. And, yeah, kwesanangi mitsunan, Xpi nuchene. It was to say, yeah. They used to get beaver and Timan and Mashke Lake and Agitochtiowe or Tochtsi, Moktich. And then Mashke River, Minamana. And Moise and I were only, we weren't getting the big, big stuff. We only got squirrels and, and, and Giga, Yasikusake, weasels. And we got a couple of mink at the Minuxpi, Gigatsnana, Giga. And we caught a couple of foxes. The foxes and the coyotes and stuff like that. And then we stayed on and then I went and joined the Air Force in the XP. So he became a real good trapper, that guy. He trapped most of his life until he got sick here a few years ago. He was in wild rice and everything, eh? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. He went, that's what he said. Jim DeRocher, he said. He was in the May 22nd, 1940s. He was in the May 22nd. We are the same age, Moise. Moise was in April in 1940. So we were the same age. He's a month older than me. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, Moise was in 16th. I joined up and 
And, uh, uh, you know, I was there till I was only 19. I was only in there a couple of years or something, I guess. Somewhere around there. But I was in Mayotochis Puhtianuxpi. I remember Ixkisianuxpi, 1956, Pagakamuxpi, 57. There was no roads, Uta. We had to get a ride with uh, those big transport trucks in Gamana. So I got a ride uh, to go to Saskatoon to go and join up. And uh, I went and joined up. I went and joined up. I got a room and Dean and I went to the recruiting station. So they expected me there. So I joined up there and then I, uh, I, they swore me in there with that and then they told me to go come home for a couple of weeks. Two weeks, Biggie, one XP, and then uh, I hitchhiked home, Kawe XP. I was hitchhiking back and forth. Uh, anyway, I, when I got home here, two weeks with Tandayan, and then I packed up and then just before I left XP, I remember Leon Blanchy, Vital Morin, Sarge, $10 each meeting, $30 and I had another $20, $50 altogether in Diawal. So I went to Saskatoon, but I was okay then. I was under the Air Force, and they put me up, and then they they put me on a, on a train. Well, they put me on a on a on a train to Winnipeg, and then in Winnipeg, they I uh, I went to the Air Force there. They had a plane there, and there was quite a few of us. Uh, uh, one of those those flying boxcars, come there was about ten or twelve of us that joined at the same time. I guess from all over Canada, and anyway, we all ended up in. Uh, in Saint Jean Quebec, XP. Uh, yeah, that's boot camp XP. So I was there for oh about four months. It today boot camp You know, just basic training and marching and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, uh, they shipped me to say uh, yeah, Camp Borden, Ontario. And that's where I took my trade training. Hey, I was I was going to be a mechanic, uh, uh, aero engine technician, Sikhaswak. And that's uh, and then from there I went to BC, Tokhtse for a while, and then I got out after. So I learned lots. Anyway, I learned how to uh, discipline. Hey, eh? uh, that's the main thing, uh, you know, because when you're young like that, you don't. You think you're the boss, you think you know everything by now. <laughs> but uh, the old sergeant boy, he kept you in line and uh, he made damn sure that you did everything according to their plans well. You, you don't, uh, you know, you don't mess around. I learned that very quickly. And it's called uh, discipline. It, uh, yeah, and so I had, I had, uh, I had good, good, uh, Good uh, uh, experience in there. Uh, I did. Uh, I did a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, racism. I, I encountered in there eh? because uh, if I'd have joined the army, it would have been not 
too bad and metig taman manam istas because there's a lot of uh, people there you know my my kind of people meti and first nations people but uh, in the air force there wasn't very many uh, first nations or meti people in there i think uh, in isle across here at that time xpi i think there was only one Louis Ayatkesika Sona. Uh, it was the uh, Palian, Defe Palian's boy, her, her son, uh, Iwana Nashi. He was in the Air Force and uh, uh, before me. I think he was in there in 1952, and then, and then I think he got out in about 57, 58, the time I joined anyway. But he had been there ahead of me, but he's the only. Meiti guy that I knew of at that time. Since then, there's been quite a few a Wali over way all, but then it's changed now too. It's all the same now. There's no Air Force, Navy, and uh, Army. It's all under armed services, and and they assign you to wherever you want, I guess. And there's a lot of training in there too, and that's the nice thing about the military is uh, the training is free. And, uh, you know, you get free clothes, you get free dental, you get free medical, you get everything free. And then you travel as well and you're paid. And uh, the training is really excellent. If you were, you know, if these young people that are hanging around here, if they were to join up, they could they could find a real good career in there at least to get the training anyway. And then to, once they get out, then they've got a job because they're trained and uh and the military really does real top-notch training, the best training in the world, like for mechanics or aero engines or or airframes or hydraulics or or com computers. Uh, they even train uh, train you to be a nurse and uh, you know and and uh, nurses and uh, medical medical field, eh? uh, ambulance and stuff like that. So there's a lot of training. In there, uh, you know, Chigijano uh, Johnny Belange, he was in there for 25 years and uh, he came out and he was, uh, you know, a real high ranking uh, uh, guy. He was a, a warrant officer and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, he had a lot of people under him and, uh, and uh, he, was, he was pretty well up there. And uh, I was really always am proud of him because we kind of looked after him when he was a little bit younger, when his mom passed away he kind of moved in with us and uh, so i kind of consider him my boy and uh, and uh, he did a lot of training in there and uh, and uh, all the training he's got right now he learned in the military mm -hmm. yeah uh, i had good experience yeah after i went through boot camp uh, things were a little bit different and uh, and uh, you know you settle down because you're then you're training to be whatever you want to be eh? and uh, aero engine and we're taking in motors apart and putting back together and uh, learning how to to haul airplanes in and out of hangars and properly and uh, refueling aircraft and uh, all that kind of stuff you know it was it was good training i i enjoyed that uh, that part and uh, and uh, you know i I still miss the bush life, though. I still miss the, miss the speaking my language, and uh, and I didn't get a chance to come home until about a year and a half after I joined. Then, I, then I got my first leave. The very first Christmas was spent in uh, 
where the hell was I? I was in uh, Camp Borden, my first Christmas, away from home. And I, oh, I was lonesome Christmas time, eh? Because everybody's gone. There's not too much happening at the base. And, uh, and of course, we had our own Christmas there and turkey and everything. And, uh, but still, it's not home, eh? And, uh, and uh, I was homesick. I was lonesome. But uh, you got to put up with it. And, uh, and uh, don't forget, I was only 17 years old as well. Mm -hmm. so, so it was a little bit hard, hard for me. I miss my mom's bannock and stuff. You know, sagao sagao mitsu when you see we go kaya, we go kaya, we go ata manta mitsian, mosho ya skisigi we, pi waka po apo shaki skisi te smitsu ya ne, ya wan me go kagi mana manta nista manta pega gaya, you wasta tani he we anasta that that mitchif that they speak square, ya gumi nangi, gaya so it was hard. I, I, I didn't get a chance. We wait chance in Diana. We have to for over a year. About 14, 15 months. We have to be here. 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 So uh, we we took the train big one out of Saskatoon with the Bierwes Mamnihuanare. Chami Chami just got back from uh, a tour of uh of uh Antia in uh Korea. Korea Yitoktitwe. He he uh, he actually saw action, uh, Chami. And uh, you know, and then he was coming back and then they gave him a 30 day leave and we finished him in XP leave so we got come home together we thought that we were we were <laughs> we were ready and uh, and but Chummy was a little bit different after he come back from Korea but he was uh, I noticed that he was a little bit uh, a little bit ten stop scoots, eh? And and uh, and then uh, right after that, uh, we went back. He uh, uh, I, I went with him uh, by train in In Toronto, when he spin he went someplace Gage Town, and then I I went back to Camp Borden to finish my training, and uh, uh, Chummy uh, had to go to Germany. There was a few guys there from Meadow Lake and uh, and uh, places like that, eh? And Duck Lake, that one guy that I met there. And uh, so they took off to Germany and, uh, and uh, you know, shortly after that I got out near. It was close to two years I was in there. So. But he uh, stayed in there for another two, three years, but he was always a little bit different after you got back from Korea, you know. I guess when you're in the front lines and you're, you know, you're, 
being shot at, I guess, you know, it changes things the way you, you think. And that's why I always admire those, those veterans, you know, those people that are, that actually put their lives on the line and, uh, you know, that were actually in the front lines and like Leo Belanger and Vital Morin and, uh, you know, and those guys and guys, I admire your dad too. He was, uh, he was, uh, he was guard, home guard. They were the next in line. If the war had not ended in 1945, they were the next ones to go. And they were all ready all the time. And, uh, and they were stationed in Labrador and, uh, and uh, uh, Newfoundland. That's where their, your dad was stationed. Well, if it that way, we all, they were right in Germany in Prosper. Yeah, because military life is a little bit different. Yeah, you're uh, you're part of a team. You're part of top scouts. You look after each other, eh? That's why you get army guys when they get together. Oh, they're laughing at each other. They're joking with each other. You know, they're just enjoying themselves. They're what they're doing is they're enjoying each other. Camaraderie, they call it. Mm -hmm. They're comrades, eh? They're friends. They're buddies. They went through. They went through. Uh, you go through boot camp with with somebody and. Uh, you, you, you're forever with your friends, eh? you're forever buddies, comrades. And then I started working here for DNS, DNR, and, uh, and uh, I was a patrolman and uh, I got married and uh, and then uh, after that then uh, you know I entered politics politics and it's just organizing eh but uh, we'll talk about that later sometime and uh, mm -hmm. but actually uh, just to just to start it off a little bit is uh, uh, a lot of people were complaining about a lot of things like welfare. You know, we were not getting the same kind of welfare that people in the South were getting. We were getting, uh, you know, less than half of what people were getting in the South. And uh, there was nothing fair about the way we were being treated. And uh, and I was, we were so happy. Uh, there was people like Joe Martin McCollum, so Howard Adams, Dr. Howard Adams, and he was a university professor and he was a Métis guy in Saskatoon. And then uh, him and Jim Sinclair got together and, and they were trying to pull uh, the two organizations. We had two Métis, Métis organizations, North and South, and uh, we weren't getting anywhere, so we had to put them together. And uh, that's what their main goal was, to try and pull them together and make a big, one big organization. Uh, at that time, that's what we were as an organization and, uh, and trying to deal with the same issues that, that we had as, as Métis people, eh? hunting, fishing, and, and our rights. Uh, there was no such thing as Constitution XP. Nobody knew anything about the Constitution. and. Uh, that's not what it was all about. What it was all about was what I call bread and butter issues, you know, 
housing and the proper welfare uh, uh, that's coming to people uh, that are not able to look after themselves. And, you know, just organizing around those those issues. And and so put it in a nutshell, that's how it started. And, uh, you know, we we got the old Joel Rave along speaking. We wanted to we wanted to be part of uh, what they were trying to do. And, and so Joe, Joe and I wrote a letter and we, we asked them to come and they came. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had no money in those days, so we had to put up a dance. It was just to raise money, just to give them enough money to come here, gas, okay, money, you know, just uh, new new highway, just all gravel, eh? And so they, they to, to take them all day to come here. And then they went back again, and uh, and uh, we gave them. Uh, I think by the first time in Wengiskshin, XP, one hundred and twenty dollars But that was lots of money in those days. You know, that was enough for gas and uh, the meat suits. But we had a real good meeting here in the community of Isla Cross. meeting and, uh, you know, and then, oh, of course, uh, you know, the priest was there, the RCMP were there, and the social workers were there, and uh, the doctor was there, and, uh, you know, and they were, uh, you know, they were all concerned that we were going to, we were going to have an uprising. Because once you had a couple of leaders, that's all you needed was somebody that's going to come there and speak, eh? speak about the issues and speak about the unfairness and speak about why are we being treated unfairly. We're in Canada, we're Canadians, we have rights. You know, that kind of a thing. And that's what Howard Adams was good at. And then Sinclair became very good at it after. The waking up people, that is the moment when people started to wake up and realize that, hey, why am I taking this, you know? Uh, you know, I know there's no need for me to live like this. And so people started to get together. And then we went after conservation officers. We told them to, you know, to, to lay off people, leave leave people alone you know, when they're trying to hunt and fish and trap, quit charging people. And because uh, in those days, people used to hide. You know, you got to and uh, you know we didn't you, we we knew we had rights, but uh, nobody was fighting for us in those days, eh? And so that's how it started uh, uh, the, the the Métis movement. I call it a movement at that time, and it's on bread and butter issues. That's what it's all about. And then after that, we had fairly regular meetings. Uh, I think we had a total of about three or four meetings altogether over a year, and then we finally called. The big meeting in Prince Albert. We just got enough money. We just raised enough money uh, to be able to bring some people over there. And Tony DeRocher was there at that meeting. I remember that. There was a few people from my lacrosse. Vital Mora. We used to be in the A few people. And we had people from all over the province. And we had, uh, I think there was about maybe Three, four hundred people in a hotel experience. Avenue Hotel. Mm-hmm. Be meeting, that's the old Avenue Hotel. We had that big meeting there, and uh, and that's where it it it, uh, it, it started 
and then and then we there's things that we had to do after that we can share those later maybe in another interview or something mm -hmm. and uh but that's where it started and we got the north and the south together we got them together and we formed one and the president the very first president was jim sinclair we we elected him there to be the, the president and then the rest of us well we were just organizers there was no such thing as vice president or secretary or treasurer Magiwe, the Howard Howard Adams to be to write all that stuff down, to record it. And so uh he did to the best of his ability, I guess, and uh and then people really started moving. And the communities all over, Buffalo Narrows got involved, Lalash got involved, Dillon got involved, Beauval, all these communities in the Northwest side, anyway, that I'm aware of, got involved because I was the very first organizer. We called them in those days, but I was board. Uh, I was a, a area director. I guess now that's what they call them, area directors. But in those days, I was. I did the whole north, the whole bloody north, and there was no roads in those days. I had to bum rides sometimes with conservation officers, RCMP, or the court, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, it was really amazing because we'd end up in a meeting uh, and uh, say I went to Pachinac or something. I'd end up in a meeting and I'd have to call down these conservation officers who just gave me a ride. <laughs> and that conservation officer one day poked me and he said, I'm not going to give you any more damn rides. You're going to go after us like that, he said. <laughs> but he was just joking at that time anyway until we got really strong and then and then we didn't have to do that. But uh, we, we did that for years. We did that for, oh, at least maybe five years before we had any money in that. Uh, and we didn't get very damn much money. I think we got $100,000, I think, from the from uh, Ross Thatcher. He was the premier that time. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he uh, him and Jim Sinclair always got at each other, and uh, you know Jim Sinclair took him on and uh, and on 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 issues uh, in in the press, eh? And uh, and uh, and the press, of course, really really liked that, and they put him on TV. And and Ross Thatcher said, if you can get a thousand people together, he said he banged the table. I remember that time. I'll give you I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. He says if you can bring a, if you can bring over a thousand people together, you you're on. Sinclair said. And I'll be damned. We got we had over fifteen hundred people in Saskatoon, and he had to fork up that hundred thousand dollars. Eh? But with that hundred thousand dollars, we were able to go to uh, to Ottawa, and then that's when I uh, Sinclair and I and Howard Adams and uh, Nap Lafontaine, I think, and uh, we took we took uh, uh, what's his name and Smithman uh, Martin Smith Martin Smith Kishikaswan from Pine House. He was a Vital Morawa, he was a Lafontaine and Trachi, also from Saskatoon, and uh, Jim Sinclair. Moya, Jim, uh, Jim uh, what the heck was his name from uh, Cumberland House? Carrier? Carrier, he was a Jim Carrier. He was a Second World War veteran. So we all got together, jumped in an airplane. We went to Ottawa, and Sinclair got a meeting with the Prime Minister. And boy, we, he laid the cards on the table and uh, we told him at that time that people were starving. The Tana they were hungry, 
because they're not getting the right and then you're in charge you give the money to the province the province is not is not spending it properly <laughs> stuff like that he was so good at those things you know jim sinclair right and him and howard adams and uh, the way they they uh, they uh, put stuff together and it was all factual everybody understood it and it was so simple and straightforward and it was bread and butter issues and so that's that's how the whole the whole thing started so he was a, a PC, PC member of parliament. You know, where the people starving eat with it. We had gotten uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the farmers in, in Saskatchewan. They had uh, they had leftover flour, stale flour. Yeah, flour. And then we had a trucking company. Siemens uh, Siemens Brothers They we we got two semi trailer loads of flour. one load of them stop in Green Lake, Beauval, I lacrosse, Buffalo, I. Uh, Flour in Mochimigia. We sent a truckload to La Ronge and uh, you know, then they went to Pine House and then they went to my uh, Pine House, Antia uh, House, Tanitia. You know, uh, uh, Cumberland House, we gave the flour. But we gave flour to a lot of people. We called it uh, Flower Power. But uh, we wanted to, 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 to show uh, a lot of uh, people. Uh, the, the government that people were hungry. They were actually hungry. Okay, so we got free flour, and so the farmers helped us out on that. The National Farmers Union and I forget the trucking company. I think it was Siemens Transport. They gave us free, free transportation, and so uh, uh, you know it embarrassed the government because people were getting free flour because they were hungry. And so it had, we had to do those kind of things to get attention, to get national attention. And we got lots of national attention over that. And so, uh, so uh, it worked. And, uh, you know, there was other, other things that we had to do. We had to take over buildings, as called government buildings, uh, from time to time. Civil disobedience, but... You couldn't get any attention. You, these guys wouldn't move unless unless you did something, something uh, you know. Peter they do the mendap schools. Yawan maya, maya civil disobedience. Yawan magasihat. Ita do do pistoy enta kapaham ni gunen hiya uskiwi. Mendap schools and maya itiga pichmano magakanigganistawa parliament or gachi legislative buildings or government buildings. Uh, and then, or, and then, Department of Northern Saskatchewan came, which was just a big, a big uh, experiment eh, that the government did, uh, you know, for to to try and address the northern issues, the not just northern issues. And uh, they employed a lot of people. They didn't address the issues, which are the bread and butter issues. And we told them, uh, you know, uranium mines, and we weren't getting nothing out of it. They were hauling the uranium out of here, just the same damn thing that they're doing today. They're hauling all our resources out of here. 
You, you meet uh, trucks every day, uh, you know, hundreds, hundreds of them, and they're hauling out our logs. We don't get nothing out of it. So we have to try and do something different. We can't allow this to continue happening. And so that's where I'm a little bit disappointed in our leaders nowadays. They're not addressing those kind of issues. You know, they're, they're, they're comfortable, I guess. And, uh, but we weren't comfortable in our days, we didn't have a whole lot of money like, uh, like they have nowadays. Eh? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way it was. That's the way I remember anyway. There's lots of parts that I don't remember. Uh, Jimmy Favel played a big role in this, in this as well, you know, organizing people and helping people. Jonas Favel, he played a big role, you know, and, uh, in organizing, organizing people. And so, uh, we really appreciate it, uh, you know, those those kind of people. Those why I call grassroots people, you know, and that's what Sanguiwe always told me that when they nanagese from from Buffalo, uh, I, uh, uh, I I don't remember his, his real name, but I think uh, he is from Buffalo Narrows, Rantimina. Lalashmina. There was a lot of people in Lalash that worked very, very hard to get to get the Métis to where they are now. But all Métis in those days had a right to vote. All Métis. As long as you're a Métis, you're, you're allowed to vote. And it's not a big problem in the North. It's not a big problem anywhere. Everybody knows everybody. You know, we know if the Métis is a Métis, and those that aren't are, you know, uh, they have to prove it. But uh, in those days, uh, we allowed everybody. You know, every Métis person had the right to vote. You didn't need a card. You didn't need nothing. And, uh, and uh, you know, it was it was something that we fought very hard for. Vital Morin fought very hard to give every Métis in this province the right to vote. And uh, and uh, you know, it amazes me that uh, that we're not there now. You know, where nobody can vote unless you have a card now. So we've become a club, and so that's not that's not right for me anyway. And uh, I don't think that's right. I think we should. We should allow Métis people at least a basic right to vote. If you're a Métis, you, you have that right. Louis Riel didn't have any restrictions. Uh-huh. Tatagatani <laughs> Matsuino was always in a rush, I guess, in those days trying to get things done and stuff. But uh Nation, 
pistol ko sand match so ini to get this happy one marriage pamuis nationhood taya pamuis excuse eh taksik taksik tapum soya pawan marakiri we poesta stiki was question stokta maki always mina taksna hamwara khotsasum sanogi wonen hegi waya history gaps words and matanti of tokia dan sisi gi match pai ma pistorosan matsuim dan ti of tokti chaga pistorosan history you run ma you dan dan si igi igi pitu igi pitu ta pawonen gi gaps words and gagi ni stago ya kongin stam Luiriel Papa, or Matu Taginitao, who they want a Luiriel senior, who take in his tower with Saktawa. Yawana, Muistas Patos and the Red River Gagi, Hakagito. Luiriel, who seems to be a Piaguta, Nahinaona, sister, sister Riel Uta, Nahina, or Sarah, he says, who So history, oh my guys, Yawana history in me one, my guys, I had dancing his matsia, Hona, Hona, Cospiluriel to his tabina. Rumuia wanna be in a Pugan Gimina Kutagak, Kagi with a hat, Luiriel and Kagi Mama of Chagoma, Kagi with a swata, Koma Taskin or Tigian, or Kagi Mamma Yach, Mamma Natsu, a pistol was son. Taps goods that tie the Mamma Watoskitch. Apistogosana <laughs> our language. So we need land, our history, in our language. Those are three of the most important components, ingredients to be a nation. The Jewish people of Montreal, Toronto, Miami, all over the world, the Jewish people. But they have a homeland. It's called Israel. That's their homeland over there. That's that's what they recognize and that's what they identify with. The Jewish people. Which is good. They have a homeland. We have a homeland here too. It's called a Metis. It's called it's called a Metis nation. And it's all it's all around based around the Red River. That's where we originated from. And the Métis homeland is Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. And that's what it's so important. So we have a history. We have a language. Because we have land. 
Pogi gato ani ta ya gunen he go potak skena ha mo ya ko kchawasim sinaw ko seminawak ya gunen he kin stogi wa ya kitaski now he was the kitayam window he was the tanti ofutia our history it's very important gunen he three three ingredients itihtaman manania there could be more of course people will say we need a we need to hunt the fish and the trap and use our resources the way we want. Yes, that's a, that, that's a fact. We have to do that. We need housing. We need education. But when we have education, for example, it should be mandatory. Like I'm so happy here in Isla Cross, we have, we have a Métis-controlled school board. That never was like that. In the past, you know, we had to fight like hell to get that done here in Isla Cross. That's another history that, that we need to we need to share with people. A lot of people don't understand how come we're the only ones in northwest Saskatchewan that have our own our own school board. Well, our own school division. Ourselves got scope. Well, there's reasons for that behind it. And uh, one of these days we can talk about that, I suppose. But uh, for now, uh, we need to make sure that uh, that our school boards uh, include hunting, fishing, and trapping, uh, or uh, language, language, history, and uh, the, our land, our land uh, uh, situation. So we, we need to we need to make sure of that. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Jimmy G. Kapuna Samustawa. Hey, what's that?